10.14 p.m. Wednesday, February 19th, 2020, episode number 777. Well, yeah, dude. My name is Jonathan, and this is Seth. I'm as terrified as I was when we did episode 666. I'm the exact opposite for this one. This is light-related. No, nothing macabre going on here. It's 777. Oh, yeah, dude. America through the eyes of two American Americans. I got one for you. You remember Whitey Bulger? Mm-hmm. South Boston, the mob, the departed. Santa Monica. Went on the run, found in Santa Monica. Like a block from my apartment. Like, literally, you probably... Like we probably drank oh, at a bar together. You definitely, with a Red Sox cap, you probably were like, yes. <laughs> and he nodded at you. The yes. The yes. <laughs> yeah, there's this old guy. He always nods at me at the bar. I'm reading. I think it might be the yeah. This woman's <laughs> account. One of the jurors, um, when on his trial, which was for racketeering, gambling, murder, whatever they, you know. She. They found him guilty. He was eventually murdered in a federal prison. But th- that. She began. Found out afterwards from a book. Somebody taught, wrote a book about the CIA and MK Ultra. So the CIA's acid experiments that they did for mind control. She finds out afterwards that he was a participant in these, in these acid trips. And she said, oh, maybe I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have found him guilty of murder if I knew that he was getting weekly intravenous LSD injections in prison in Atlanta in 1957. So... A lot of people, people have written books about him when he was on the run, thought if he ever does, I mean, if he ever gets caught, he'll, he'll have to spend the rest of his life in prison, but he won't get the death penalty because they'll just, it will be a tough to have 12 people if you explain to them, oh, by the way, you know, this guy, you know, was subjected, was subjected he, they, to it, they, at least 50 intravenous the real deal acid trips went to shorten his uh, prison sentence in the 50s. You would just, they would argue insanity. People said, well, that will happen. His defense attorneys in his trial never brought that up. So 12 people in a jury box that don't know anything about MKUltra were aware. never, expo- they said, not that it had anything, well, who knows? Maybe it did. Maybe if they didn't give him that acid, he would have gotten out and said, you know what? I just want to be a, a florist. Like Pete Postlewaite in The Departed. What was he in jail for in the 50s? I, the I don't know what that, sins. if that was, you know, fucking auto theft. I didn't know what the, but to, to shorten his sentence, he was like, I'll get in on that. But she corresponded with him after the trial saying, hey, I feel really bad. I just read this book. I didn't know this existed. He, we don't know if this is true. He corresponded back, but was like, oh, I've had like, I've lived a life of absolute abject hallucination horror and i can't i haven't slept you know i've slept in 18 minute spurts 98 times a night for 50 fucking years which might make sense well sure because it's not like i went to 50 grateful dead shows and willingly dropped a hit of acid every time i went it's i was being in a clinical trial being injected by these like fucking agents you know who are trying to figure out how to cover secret agents how to how to manipulate my my mind mind control so I, I would imagine the doses were, um, we're not micro dosing here. I think heroic doses. Yeah. Heroic dosing intravenously 57 times. What year is it? 1958? Well, we're going to give you 58. And by 58, I mean 1,958. So yeah. So maybe the attorneys, hey, um, hey, lawyers, um, do, might, do better. You might want to bring that up. I mean, people get off. People get off insanity for fucking straight bullshit. You know, not like oh, you are absolutely oh, no, when, insane. You know, when I was a kid, uh, my parents made me watch Growing Pains every day, and I went crazy. <laughs> I said I can't watch anymore, but they made me keep watching. Well, let them off. You watch Growing Pains every day. That's a very strange thing to not mention. I want to mention. Might want to mention that. Might want to mention that. So yeah, thought that was like you didn't mention it, huh? You never mentioned that your client got 58 intravenous LSD doses 50 years ago from the CIA in a covert operation called MKUltra. You never mentioned it. 
Oh fuck! We didn't we, we didn't mention that. Guilty. Oh wait! Oh, oh ah, shit! You, is, when you hit the gavel, is it over? Is the gavel like a buzzer? <laughs> fuck! That was on my ex my legal pad. It was on the bottom legal pad. Yeah, it was the last. Damn it! It was tomorrow. My I briefcase we were, got locked. We're and, gonna do it tomorrow. Ah fuck! I didn't realize it was over today. Fuck! <laughs> I can't believe that you looked at Whitey Bulger dead in the eye and you tipped your Celtics hat, his Red Sox hat, and both at the same time you were like the Yaz. That in a bar in Santa Los, Monica. Los Yaz. Los Yaz. Uh, Harper's Index: the percentage by which the median length. I'm listening. Of U.S. Black Protestant sermons. Hold ex- on. Slow down. The median mm-hmm. length of which U.S. Black Protestant sermons exceeds that of U.S. Catholic homilies. It's 286. 280%, 286% longer. Easy. Easy. The factor by which evangelical Christian sermons are likelier than those of other Christian traditions to include the phrase eternal hell is three. Oh yeah, they love that. I never got that at fucking Catholic Church. They never talked, but you go evangelical, they're going to let you know. Yeah. Stakes, stakes is high. Stakes be high. Serpents be hot. God, that serpent's red hot. Oh, yeah, because, because it serpent. came from a eternal also, hell. He's burning up. Just him being near you, it feels like you're next to a bonfire. That's how hot it gets down there. Eternal hell, you want to mention that all the time because you want to let people know. And you want to, you get into a black Protestant church and you get like, you get like my boy T.D. Jakes going up in Dallas. He's going to bring it. Unlike some of the fucking, I was at church with my mom. Going through the motions home. a little bit. Snooze alert. Hey, no, I don't want to, I shouldn't say that. Phoning it in. No, hey, he's, I met him. Great guy. Not the most dynamic speaker, you know? Yeah. And when you started off with a, I was on a walk. Stop right there. I don't care. Are you, wait a minute. You've got a whole audience here. You just kicked it off with, I was on a walk. I don't want to hear another word. Stop. I was on a walk. Stop your story. Your story sucks. Someone's got to get in there and you got to fucking jazz it up. Jazz it up a bit. I was thinking, stop. I don't. Yeah. What, what, what should it kick off with? You got to kick it off with. It's 2 a.m. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing up at 2 a.m.? What the fuck? This is about to get rowdy. What's this guy doing up at 2 a.m.? It's hot. <laughs> it's hot like hell. Like eternal hell. Yeah. No, good guy. Not the most dynamic speaker. Uh, so I was on a um, long reflective walk. <laughs> Time out. Time out. Boring. <laughs> yeah, you want to like, you want that sermon. You don't want to even call it a homily. You want to call it a sermon. You, what do you mean you met him? You like kicked it with him afterwards? Oh, I kicked it with him afterwards. <laughs> Great guy. Went to dinner or something? I, let's, we kicked it. Great guy. But uh, you took communion when you went there? Did not do that. You didn't. Body and blood of Christ, I did not do that. But you have. When I was a boy, I didn't do it uh, during the middle of cold and flu season with uh Let's uh, pass around the chalice. Uh, there's 200 people. Like, next. Yep. Nope. But is it just? Is it not wine? It's like a juice. Yeah, it's like a Capri Sun, like a fruit punch. When was the last time you took the body and blood of Christ into <laughs> you? <laughs> you remember the last time you took Holy Communion? The last time you let one of those wafers just sit in your mouth mm, as it dissolved? <laughs> No? I don't remember. It's been a while. Too long. That's, that's damn the for, problem. I'll tell you. I could tell that's you that. That's the problem. Yeah. I'll get up I've never pro- done that. Get up, never done that. You I'm not allowed. You do it one time. Not allowed. Not allowed. Internal hell if you tried that. <laughs> it would fucking, that wafer would like <laughs> burn through me. Yeah. Oh. Come out of my chin. That's <laughs> <laughs> what you get. I'd stand right over. That's what you get. Someone would try to Heimlich. I'd be like, leave him. Leave him. <laughs> Leave them be. Don't touch them. Eternal hell. Let God sort it out. God will figure it out. (laughs) Wow. Um, It's different. Different denominations, different ideas. It's all beautiful, though. It's all beautiful. My father had a 
an, uh, like a comic book character when he was a kid that he would draw or something Amazing. along these lines. But it was Priest a man. kid who would go to his uh, go to communion every day, and uh, when he would take the when he would take the wafer, he would hold it in his mouth, and he would wait until mass was over. He'd go home and he'd spit it out, and he'd put it oh. in a binder like you do, like stamps. So like your meds at psych, would just, psych like, hospital. No, he would like keep them and date oh. them. And so he had a binder Whoa. full of all the like. That would be an amazing the, art installation. Just all these wafers underneath plastic, and that would be a great idea if you did that your whole life, and then on your deathbed you ate seventeen thousand of them. I'm coming home. Yeah, I, I'm I coming home. I'm coming home. Ate seventeen thousand wafers, saved my my whole life. Wrote a comic book. Netflix is turning it into a show. My son Jonathan will reap the benefits of the show. I love that kid. Yeah, it's a cool. I idea. thought you were talking about like. You're in a psych ward and you're in a movie and you need to get out. So you're like, oh, let me take my psych medication, a psych, and then you bury it out. Cheeking it. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, man, I'm comatose and catatonic from all that psych med. Wank, wank, underneath the bed, straight stash. Yeah. Yeah. Girl interrupted. That shit was real. Shit was real, real. I don't know. I never saw that, but I imagine that happened. You didn't see it, huh? No, I didn't see that. So many movies I need to see. What was the other one you hadn't seen? High Fidelity. Uh, high Fidelity. Never Sideways. Girl Interrupted. Never seen Sideways? I have a feeling that every movie that I haven't seen sucks. <laughs> that if every time we realized a movie like, oh, you never saw that? That's weird. because it's, it's not good. There's a hundred of them. I'd watch all hundred and be like, why did I do that? Although I ended up watching Corky Romano the other night. So tell me how I haven't seen High Fidelity, but I saw Corky Romano. What's Corky Romano? That's the Romano? 2001 hit starring Chris Kattan. I don't. I, I can't sleep anymore. I'm on M- MK Ultra. When you're on your couch, Wait, was that a SNL character? Uh, no, it's a it's a uh, it's, it's its own beautiful world that was created. And what does he do? He's a veterinarian, but his family, the Romanos, are a mob family: Peter Falk, Peter Berg, and Chris Penn. He's kind of been ostracized from the family, but they need him to come go undercover as an FBI agent to steal the evidence that's going to send his dad, Peter Falk, to prison. Wow. It's Corky Romano. It's a 2001 hit. There's a hacker played by Zach Galifianakis. He's in a hacker room. smokes. Yeah. Well, when it's like you're on, you know, I'm going through, it's 3.30 in the morning, you can't fucking sleep. I'm on like, you know, all these stupid fucking movie channels I get just with my- Why can't you sleep? I can't sleep no more. Are Are you drinking caffeine too late? I'm drinking too much caffeine. Too late in the day. Maybe too late in the day. Maybe it does work. I'm saying it don't work, but maybe well, it, it doesn't does work. work work like you want it to, but it works where it doesn't let you sleep. So it's not working. I want it to I want to be like I want a 3-hour burst get of high cocaine energy and then I want to sleep like a baby for 8 hours. Instead what it does is it mildly keeps me awake, keeps me in a terrible mood for 9 hours and doesn't allow me to sleep. Um, I think when you're watching Corky Romano on like your ninth you watch stars, I'll watch the whole thing, hour and 25 minutes. I'll be asleep in 10 minutes before Cork even is in the FBI. Oh no, he's in, Zach Galifianakis. Old Cork. Old Cork is in, Zach Galifianakis did his resume. They faxed it to the FBI. So the FBI Zach Galifianakis is a hacker that works for the mob, not that works for the CIA. One scene, he... Is he a double agent? He's a double agent. He's like Pete Buttigieg. He's a hybrid double agent. Oh my God. I'm going to take you to Gillette, Wyoming. We were talking about the Pyrotechnic Guild's international convention. Last year, they lit that fucking house on fire about three miles away. Well, I just double checked to make sure they didn't, didn't burn any houses down this year. What they did do, they done fucked up. They were like, well, last year we shot a rocket off it lit somebody's house on fire a mile away let's just do sparklers this year that way uh you know we won't burn any houses down you know what we're gonna do let's call guinness in let's set a world record for sparklers. we're gonna show the whole world we're sparklers so right off the bat not that cool but i suppose if guinness comes in you're in the guinness book of world records at least you can say yeah we're not cool but we're in the but we're in the guinness book of world records for being not cool uh, so they, um, being, being the most not cool, but being the most and the most not cool thing ever, the pyrotechnic guild sparkler party. So they wanted to set the record for most sparklers lit simultaneously. 
just like, wow. Um, they had an apparatus um, that was created by students and instructors from the local college, Gillette College, to light multiple sparklers, and then they had volunteers with torches that lit other sparklers and distributed them to participants. More than 1,700 people attended, 2,500 sparklers were lit, the current record being 1,713. So when the sparklers were going, they were chanting, we are cool, we are cool. Problem is, uh, there's a technicality. You can't, what has to happen is, it would have had to have been 1,714 people lined up like the sparklers. It can't be like sparklers are going out while people are waiting over in a tent, you know, for the people to come over the ones that... It has to be a simultaneous light. It can't be uh, over the course of the evening, over 1,800 well, sparklers were lit. It has to be simultaneous. Simultaneous. The beauty and wonder... How do you create a flame big enough to ignite that many sparklers? You have to, like, have them in, a like, a giant roll? You or mean, how are we going to do it? <laughs> We're going to get 1,714 so people, hand them all lighters, hand them all a sparkler and say, go. it's going to be three, two, one, sparkler. Not three, two, sparkle. Don't fuck it up again, Eddie. Three, two, one, sparkle. You and I will get up on the stage. Three, two, one, sparkle. Everyone does it. We're going to be doing it at our shows in Milwaukee, in LA. And then we set the record. But technicality, they didn't get it. So they thought, oh, we, you know, I know how we can do it. Last year we burned a house down. This year we'll set a record. Well, last year you burned a house down, and this year you don't fucked up. So good luck next year. What are you going to do next year? But they did it in L.A., and then this year it was in Gillette? Gillette, Wyoming. No, last year's was, uh, it wasn't in L.A. Oh, We're doing in L.A. at our show. We're going to be doing a sparkler, sparkler record. I hope everyone's ready. Sparklers can be mad dangerous, though, dog, especially indoors. Popping, popping. Well, the yeah, they're, they're, it's like what are those little those little box things bang, you buy for a dollar. Pops? We're gonna do. We're gonna bang set snaps. the world record for most. What are they called? Bang snaps. Bang box. Bang bros. What is it? We're gonna do the most bang stops at once. Mm. Three, two, one. Bang stop. That's a snap. Uh, snap. Bang snap. Eddie, because Eddie's always like. I remember off. we used to take those and uh, empty them all out into a pile and build one giant like giant like a bomb. bomb. Yeah. <laughs> If it's you like will, a, it's essentially a, a small three M eighties small bomb. Light it and run. Um, yeah, sparklers, sparklers. I've burned myself with a sparkler. Yeah, it's dangerous. It's dangerous, man. Did you ever uh, burn yourself? Speaking with a of roach, what, spe you. Did you ever burn yourself with a roach? Yeah. Yeah, man. You ever inhale a roach accidentally? I don't give a fuck, man. I don't give a fuck. Seth mentioned that we're going to be doing our record breaking at our live shows. We've got two shows coming up here uh, whose dates I'm going to fuck up. So Saturday, May 23rd. Perfect. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. In Milwaukee, Wisconsin at the back room at... Collectivo? Collectivo. Pabst Theater Group. Friday, Friday, June 26th. Lodge Room. Highland Park. Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Uh, tickets for both of those should be on sale through our website and also through the theater's website. Come through. We'll get, get those. Set. We're going to figure out some sort of. We're only doing one show in safer. L.A. It's going to be seated yeah. and standing. One show in Milwaukee. It's going to be a. It's going to be a a a bang out. How about jam a, out? We'll figure out some sort of world record. Um, probably most, probably deepest laughs deepest, in a live event. Most guttural. Most guttural laughs yeah, at a live event. Uh, Eddie. Eddie, laugh! See, this guy, Eddie's always with us. He's always fucking up. He's always ruining Three, our... Three, two, one, gutter a laugh, Eddie. No. <laughs> He's always ruining our mm. world, our, our Guinness Book of World Records. Mm. What do we got here? What do you got over C there? Could we somehow set one for podcasting? I guess everyone else goes... There's people who have more shows than us <sighs> because they go every day, but they also all have guests. Could We have to have the record for just two, two bros just rapping. Oh, two bros chopping it up? <laughs> That's in the Guinness. That's a chapter. Two bros chopping it up. <laughs> Most consecutive chop-ups. <laughs> Most consecutive chop-ups by two bros. Congratulations. The This is a company called, I think it's Fourth and Heart. Is that correct? Fourth and Heart. Sounds like a uh, cross street, a romantic cross street. 
a love a frustrating a love song rom com rom com what's your favorite rom com fourth and heart fourth and heart with julia oh. louise dreyfus and uh, oh my god <laughs> Pete Buttigieg. <In> Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> <laughs> on a mission to upgrade your pantry starting with our line of grass-fed ghee flavors okay. that is original himalayan pink salt turmeric california garlic and madagascar vanilla Which bean one's your favorite uh i would say turmeric do you need to pronounce the r in there is it turmeric? Isn't it? Is it turmeric? I think turmeric. 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 Turducken? Turkey. Turmeric. Maybe. I don't know. Turmeric. Chezwan. Which one's your favorite? Turmeric? Because if it's anti inflammatory properties, turmeric. America. You can learn a lot. It's first thing when you go on a first date in your rom com, Fourth and Heart. The opening scene is at a restaurant, and you ask your date, "Pronounce this word, uh, bitch." <laughs> you say it's Himalayan. Ghee is clarified or melted butter. Okay. With milk, with the milk solids and water removed. You don't need it, I guess. Uh, they also have a new protein energy bar. Which okay. is uh, right. filled with collagen and ghee. Collagen's hot right now. And they call them woke bars. Well, they can't call them that because that's completely fucking absurd. Well, they're but they're woken. They're they're woke bars. But again, I ask you uh, at the meeting for what are we calling our new bars? Someone could not have possibly raised their hand and said, "Let's call them woke bars." Well, and then everyone agreed. Yeah. Had to have been one person that was like, "That's not cool." That's not cool. Let's not do that. And everyone else was like, "Boo, you're fired." It's catchy. Wow. Um, what are you eating there? A uh, woke bar. I eat what I am. So uh, I, it's a woke bar. Woke bar should have. Woke um, bar should be illegal. First of all, it should also have caffeine in it. It should have caffeine in it because one can't really be woke unless they're alert. Yeah, unless they're watching. Unless otherwise they're watching <laughs> 2001 film Corky Romano. Corky Romano. Does he have an accent or a funny, is he's, it a look? Prosthetics? He's, got a, he's Chris Kattan. It's just Chris Kattan. Different time, man. Yeah. Different time. I'll say. I'll say. I mean, 2001? I Sometimes I think about February 2006 when we started the show. I think, man, that was a long time ago. You ever go back to 2001? I did. With Corky. It's a long time. It's a long time ago. I would love to start assembling a list of movies you've never seen. I gotta see. Gotta see High Fidelity. Gotta see Girl Interrupted. <laughs> gotta see Sideways. That's your first three. My first Top three. Top of the list right Done. there. <laughs> what are you watching? So you Get wouldn't need a woke bar. You couldn't because it's got ghee in it. But. Well, I just want to know... I guess companies do. They're a new company. They're trying to stay current. Unfortunately, in in order to stay current and then go through all the hoops that it takes to bring a product to market. Yeah. Woke bars probably sounded better maybe two Two years years ago. ago And now here they are. And they're like, fuck, we're Ah, stuck with it. And if we change the name now, we got to go back and do it all over again. So woke bars it is. What are we going to do? I guess we'll go back to our fucking Me Too Gee. Fuck, this is weird. This is weird. <laughs> Me too, Guy. <laughs> this is weird. I, um, it's tough. I was telling you about the Corvette Heroes. The raffle? The raffle. That I, I had to wait till May and I was dying. Till May to, to find out to which win. Corvette I won. Well, the Chicago Auto Show just happened. They brought six of the vets put them out on display just to which i didn't your, like because i just wet, pr- wet your palate wet some pallets in shy town which i don't like because they probably sold a lot of raffle tickets there and decreasing my odds so i've been following them uh every day like i do with things uh unfortunately a recent transportation mishap beyond our control necessitated that we bring the showpiece 1953 Corvette, the very first of the lost Corvettes, into our world-class restoration facility for accident repair. What do you think happened? I don't know. I don't know. Wasn't do you have an idea? Secured onto a truck properly. 
whatever it is. Fell off a truck. It fell off a truck. Like, you mean these Dyson vacuums no. that you're selling? Like no, rolled no, no, off the that, back of a truck. Not that kind of fell off a truck. You got a Dyson vacuum hookup? I got a, I had a Dyson. I'll just say I had a Dyson Man. vacuum that fell off a truck in Tacoma. Let's leave it at that. Any hoots. He's. So, all right, whatever. Something happened. You bring it back to your world-class facility. Uh, providing... This one-of-a-kind prize requires us to extend, in accordance with the official rules, oh, no. the last day to enter the sweepstakes will now be September 8th, 2020. Why the fuck do you got to extend the fucking raffle because you dropped the fucking Corvette? Because I got to recoup more money because <laughs> the restoration right? they're having to do. This coop Corvette needs to coop some more money. Just pull it back in. Whoever wins that, just be like, oh, by the way, you actually won the dopest original one, but you can't get it till September. Seth got his eight, his 79 (laughs) in in May. You have to wait till September. I don't know. Uh, We know that the extra time you'll spend waiting to learn if you're one of the winners, may be an inconvenience. We deeply apologize. Seth. Seth. (laughs) Because you're the only one. The only one that every day that takes out his lost crew and looks at it. Dreams. At T top, and then probably I'll probably go to Larchmont. I'll probably get a coffee in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I come in there blasting foreigner in my fucking yeah. 82 vet, what's up? With my head poking out of the T top. <clears throat> so they basically are like, come on down and get, get now's your chance you can spend like seven grand and get like 15,000 tickets now they have a whole new fucking you know i got one ticket for three bucks now they've got like a whole new tiering system to like steal yeah i'm gonna pay like i'm gonna see how much i can get for like a hundred thousand (laughs) dollars how much how many tickets do i get for a hundred grand oh so i i where do the where does the raffle it goes to a charity it goes to the national guard um i think educational endowment or i don't know what the something with the national guard just give me my fucking vet. I know somebody listens to the show is going to win a vet. That's the beauty of this. Won't be me. At least you give me a ride in it. Maybe get me a ride in your vet down to Larchmont and let me See, hang my head out the T-top. This is all and we'll put on Foreigner and I'll yell, I didn't win. She did. It's whoever wins it. Damn it, I won. Because want of you, though. Because of me. And I'll get a free ride to Larchmont. Great. And there you have it again. <laughs> 15 years of the podcast. What would you get out of it? Well, one time... I mentioned a raffle. Someone had no fucking idea. Spent $3, won an 89-vet T-top, picked me up, drove me down to Larchmont, and then made me walk home. Sweet. <laughs> um, this is a top list. Does this make sense to you? The library's top list of common cultural activities. This is the average number of times Americans reported taking part in these leisure activities in 2019. That makes sense to me. Per what, year. What do you do for Yes, for but leisure? it says library top list. And the top activity, on average per year, Americans reported going to the library ten and a half times. (laughs) Somebody in a lifetime. Someone's cooking the books over there. You mean after graduating high school? If for a lifetime and a half visits the library per year, every month. I'm always at the local library. Doing what? You know. That that's they're, then, cooking, they're cooking books. Five point three t- uh, visits to When's the movie last time theater in a Los Angeles public library. A couple of years ago. Okay, that's not bad. Signed up. I had to take a piss. No, I signed up. Perfect. And I never for, went back for, for a library course. For the for military <laughs> for, for army. It's uh, yeah, <laughs> a recruiting Guard. office. National guy. I thought I won a Corvette. I went to the wrong place. <laughs> I'm in the National Guard now. <laughs> 5.3 visits to the movie theater. So five. 10 and a half visits to the library, five and a half, oh, 5.3 yeah. visits to the movie theater. So this year I saw five movies, but I read 10 books. Well, you're a fucking liar. So what's up? 4.7 sporting events. I'll buy that. I mean, you hit 10 Lakers game a season. That's five. you. Five, 4.3. 3.8 concerts or plays. Well, such different things. Very different. Concerts or plays. So you're saying you're comparing Guns N' Roses at SoFi Stadium to my coworker's 99 cent theater shit show one man show. That's the same thing. 
Yes, but the one-man show, uh, he's playing Axl Rose. The story, <laughs> it's actually the story. a story of his childhood in it's Indiana. It's his childhood <laughs> in Indiana being beaten. It's a harrowing piece. I would so see that again before they try to... They're like, come on. You, you, we said goodbye to you, but don't you want to come to SoFi? Oh, no, no, that new but LA I do want to go see this play. Oh, no, but my friend's in a play, and he's a wonderful thespian. He's playing you. <laughs> it's called Broken Axle. It's called Broken Ass Asshole Rose. <laughs> And he plays you as a boy. Um, 3.7 visits to a national park. Nope. I mean, you, you're always up in the park. Two and a half visits to a museum. That's pretty Two and a half visits to a casino. Oh, Jesus. One and a half visits to an amusement park. And 0.9 visits to a zoo. Okay. This can't be true. It's all... This is all out of whack. Definitely, because zoo, you go to a zoo 10 times a year. <laughs> Me? Yeah. I mean. Between aquariums and zoos, no. Um, the movies, the libraries are the off. The museum was two, and the what, what Concerts was? are plays, so that doesn't mean like, what is that? But what about just like a local show? That's a concert. That's a concert. That's a rock and roll concert. That's nuts. You go to the, you go see five movies, and you only see three and a half shows? Music shows? Well, I'd s- I see more movies than I see shows. I'm saying, yes, you do. But people in general, people. I would say that it would be, this is just, this is a lie. It's a total lie. All of them are wrong. Two and a half visits to a casino is crazy too. That's a lot of visits. <laughs> I mean, one, one a year. Tops. More than enough. Well, it's a Gallup poll. So you know people, when they... Um, they're on the phone, so it's just like four and a half sporting events. Also, seems excessive. <laughs> I guess maybe people are going to like local sporting events. Like I think about it, it's just like you go to four baseball games or four. I guess yeah, yeah. I guess over yeah. the course of a year. Yeah, sure, fine, okay, fine. I mean, you live at the Staples VIP between the Dodgers and the Lakers, probably. How many baseball games you go to baseball games? I went to th- three baseball games last season. That is out of control. That's so many baseball games. I might be making that up. You but totally made it up. <laughs> I think I went to three. Because you went to one and you were like, this is fucking crazy. I don't drink. Definitely went to more than one. Wow. I think I went to three. Three ball games? I bought a fitted hat in the stadium and everything. Yeah, you did. Jonathan, Preston, Laro, Cat. <laughs> Speaking of baseball. Baseball, it's, it's everyone's talking about baseball now. I just was watching a bunch of kids play at the park today when I was walking. Oh, wait, you need to stop right there. It's in my, in my little, I hang out in the. I hang out the, at the local park <laughs> and I scout. What you do, what? Quote, unquote, I scout. Let's just say it. It's what I call it. I scout from a porta potty that's very close to the field. I scout binoculars from a porta potty for talent. <laughs> my. I was introducing myself to the boys. Uh, as the manager. I'm your so, new manager. You know, in, in, in baseball, the manager, the coach, he wears the same uniform as them. So hence, I had on a baseball <laughs> uniform, an ill-fitting baseball uniform. Why the fuck do they still do that? Guys, you look so nothing, fucking stupid there's nothing, in that isn't uniform. Isn't there like something like practical about it? I don't know. We the must stirrups and shit for the sliding? For the manager? So when he's what, oh. yelling, yelling at the no, young? I mean, the syrups? So, so the uniforms themselves. Oh, the uniforms, are, they're so stupid. Like un- but non-breathable why is like, polyester. Why is this like 70-year-old manager like, dressed up, up like the guys? I'm one of the guys. <laughs> you no, look like not. an idiot. So stupid. Uh, I mean, what, are you going to look over at fucking Sean Payton in a fucking full football <laughs> uniform with black under his eyes, coaching the fucking game? I'm in pads. You look stupid. Um... I think because they can go out in the field of play. I, I believe That's I read. You or have to be told, on. You have to be suited you to, up. Yeah, it'd be illegal. You can't go out where the boys you are playing. Can't be in a suit. You can't be in a suit with your binoculars in the porta potty. That's how the managers go out to the mound now. They put them in a porta potty with binoculars and they roll them out. What's happening with baseball? What's an institution that is synonymous with baseball? What's a uh, uh, mass media? When you think about baseball over the last hundred years, you think of... Radio? Yeah, radio. You're exactly right. The radio. (laughs) The Oakland Athletics, which I didn't realize that that is their... From 1987 till today, their legal, tender, Christian name is the Oakland Athletics. From 1968 
1986, their legal name was the Oakland A's. I guess we can still call them the A's, but from what I read, they were the Oakland A's from their inaugural season in 1968 until 1986. From 1987 until now, they're the Oakland Athletics. Which I always assumed that it was the other way around, that they were the Athletics and then people just would drop it just to the A's. so many called the A's. Why did they... What, what did the A's mean? What did the A's mean? I think the A's meant Athletics, but they wanted to be more formal in the 80s, I think. You know, with the, with the Bash Brothers and everything, you want to get more formal. <laughs> we, we should do that before every show. Now, they'll become the first... Major League Baseball team. You know who else I like from the A's? Who? Eckersley. Dennis Eckersley. Have you ever seen the picture of me sitting directly next to Dennis Eckersley at the Jerry Remy baseball camp? No. Ooh, that's a good photograph. Was he on the A's at that time? He was not on the A's at that time. I don't believe, because maybe why would he have been at that camp? I am sitting next to the greatest reliever. It looks like Sam Elliott? His- uh, yes. Yeah. The greatest reliever in the history of baseball. Who's sitting right next to him? Motherfucking me. What's up? You think that had anything to do with your Hall of Fame career? You tell me. Anyway, they'll become the first Major League Baseball team to have no radio broadcast in their home city. Won't be on the radio. First time ever, baseball. MLB started in 1903. First time ever. Not even digital radio, ah, satellite radio? Ooh, see, he's good. He's good. TuneIn.com. You can stream the games, but there'll be no radio broadcast or the MLB audio app. But but will the announce the same radio announcers be calling it? The same radio announcers will be calling it on the MLB app and TuneIn.com streaming service, but they will not that be cut? on the radio. How's that sweet pay cut? Oh, right. You're not on the radio anymore. You ain't getting paid like oh, you're getting you paid getting that, internet like, money. radio money. Stream money. Oh, streaming money? Oh, yeah. For every home run, you get a penny. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's how it is. Um, for every uh, 25,000 people that listen to you do you, the game, we give a, you a dollar. Is that a, is that a franchise? Uh, is that a... Is that a... What am I asking? Is Who that made a, this decision? No. Is that a franchise job? Like, Meaning. was Chick Hearn employed by the Los Angeles Lakers? Oh, or was Vin Scully... Was Vin was Scully a, a Dodger paid paid uh, by the Los Angeles oh, did Dodgers? checks come from the... I don't know. No? Probably no. No. They just become synonymous with that, but they must be paid... Yeah, that is that the... Hmm. Because, because question. Because, you know, Chick, Chick would call the games on radio and television. Yeah. That's a great question. I would and so would Vin. So they can't have been, they have to have been contractually bonded with the the team, not the, not, not the, the, where it's not the, brought, out, no, the I, outlet. I, I could be off on that. I love it. I love it. All right. Hi. Hey, it's a different, it, it's a new anyway, world. So no, it's a new world. You can't just sit in your car, tune your radio dial. You can't sit out, with sit your, outside of the stadium. grandchild. <laughs> sit outside in the, the parking porch. lot. We can't afford tickets. But uh, we'll... Hey, Grandpa, by the way, I don't want to listen to the games with you, so it's fine late. <laughs> Never did. Uh, it's called skateboarding, Grandpa. That's what I do. That's kids do, right? That's what they do. Yeah, that's, they skate. That's that. Fingerboarding. Oh, man. So yeah, that's uh but this is a brave new so world. So what a, what I mean within what 4 years none like, no one will have it. Team, you can't have that. An experimental fingerprint detection approach can identify traces of cocaine on human skin even after someone has washed their hands. For how long? 3 4 Forever. years. <laughs> Lifetime. The test is also smart enough to tell whether an individual has actually consumed the schedule Oh, One wait a minute. Class A substance. A That's a whole different Or just story. handled it. Okay, okay. Because I'm just handling it. I'm not doing it. I just like to touch it. I package it, it for my <laughs> uncle. I just like the way it feels in oh, my I hands. I love it the way it feels. In a paper published in Nature Publishing Group's Scientific Reports, a series of experiments detail how it is possible to carry out drug testing accurately and painlessly using a single fingerprint sample. Huh? For drug what? testing, it is necessary to be able to distinguish those who have handled cocaine from those who have ingested it oh, because yeah. the legal ramifications are different. Way, way different. Yeah. 
The new research demonstrates that this is possible for the first time using high-resolution mass spectrometry spectrometry yep. Yep. spectrometry about. techniques. That's what it's about. Yep. That's how I check my weed. That's how I get in my fucking spectrometry. Get in the cannabinoids. I get in with that. So that's good because you don't want to... Oh, no, no. I wasn't doing it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It might be... How do you fucking know? Yeah. It's on my, I be, yeah. Because I cut because up a line for that guy the other night. Because I cut up a line for your wife. So what's up? But wait, if you're handling it, that means you have it or you're around it. That means if you're not doing it, you're selling it. <laughs> so it's worse. I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. Don't have it. It's, yeah, it's on my fingers. Do I have any on me right now? Is it in my system? No. Is it on my fingers? Maybe it is. Maybe I dealt with a bill. They say it's on every bill. Right? Blood, blood money. Right, Snopes? Look that up. Go to Snopes.com while I'm pulled over here. They say it's on every bill. Am I detained? Am I detained, <laughs> officer? Because I'm traveling here. Narcos, Netflix. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'm gonna Unbelievable. Own, I'm going to own you right now, I'm going to own your ass with this new statute. <laughs> I'm going to sue your ass. I'm sovereign. I'm a sovereign traveler. I'm, so I'm going to sue your fucking ass. <laughs> The amount of times that I fucking hear that. I'm going to call my fucking lawyer. You don't. You have never. Call the watch you, commander. You don't. Call your watch commander right now. Statue 18.9. Sovereign traveler. I'm going to own your fucking wife. Life and wife. You shut the fuck. Don't fucking look at me. Don't, don't you fucking you even shut up. Fucking look at me. I'm going to own your fucking ass. I'm going to call my lawyer. You don't have a lawyer. No one has a lawyer. Rich people have lawyers. You don't have a lawyer. I mean, you've had several lawyers. public defenders because you're a scumbag, but you don't have a lawyer the way that, like, when people say that the way they mean it. Like, I'm going to call my fucking lawyer. <laughs> Who is that? I haven't figured Who's it out that? yet. Jacob Emrani? Who, who's your lawyer? Which one? Which one? Which bus? Uh, yeah. Which one? The one on the dash we'll or the one on the metro? We'll by and we'll pick the, that guy. The accidentes guy? Accidentes? That accidente guy with the mustache? Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, well. You don't know me. I'm going to own you. Sovereign, I'm going to own your ass. U.S. statute 189 <laughs> points. I'm going to own you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to own you. Oh my god, I'm gonna fucking sue you. I love this. I fucking love this. <laughs> Two minutes later, they're like slamming their heads into the cage. Like, wait a minute, you just, you almost had me. <laughs> you duped you, me there. You duped me for a second. Well, no. But then when you started slamming your head <laughs> against the side window, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Nope. Uh, Jonathan, I have a question for you. Yes. I married into a Korean family. I'm not Korean. My mother lives nearby. She is closed-minded about food. She won't try new things and rarely goes to restaurants because she tends to nitpick every part of the meal or say that some ingredients disagree with her. Recently, my in-laws threw a big party at their house to celebrate my mother-in-law's 70th birthday. The party was catered featuring mostly Korean cuisine. They invited my mother to the party. Knowing that she was likely going to have issues with the food, I gave her a heads up so she could plan accordingly. She said, don't worry about me. So I didn't. At the party, she immediately stated that she couldn't eat a thing. My very sweet father-in-law paid special attention to her to encourage her to try some the different dishes that were out on the table. A few minutes later, I looked over and saw my mother-in-law firing up the grill in the backyard to cook a single hamburger from... Uh, noticed... Saw my mother-in-law firing up the grill in the backyard to cook a single hamburger from my mom while everyone else sat down at the table and enjoyed the catered food. While everyone was polite, I was incredibly embarrassed at my mother's closed-mindedness and stubborn behavior. I wanted to try new things and to get out of her comfort zone. I also want her... To, I also don't want to exclude her just on the basis of her picky eating habits. Well, what do you recommend, Jonathan? Um, <clears throat> this is uh, 
Uh, it would seem to me that this is um, it's another. There's some other issue here. Something you think there's a deeper issue. Well, than the food, than the it, it's not a food issue. Korean food is a certain. There's a certain. There's definitely a certain thing to it. Okay. So certain, you could maybe tang to it. I could understand that maybe not if you're like kind of like a very. Um, basic American food type eater. You know, there are those people who are just like burgers and chicken strips and they can't really yeah. venture outside of that zone. Pasta with butter. But to go out of your way to do something like that is to make, to draw attention to it and to make a point of it as opposed to eating beforehand, not saying anything, uh, risking offending your in-laws. So it sounds to me like maybe okay. she doesn't, she doesn't, you walk in there with your own bag of Subway, the foot long. I'm cool. I got a, a foot long. <laughs> I got a $5 foot long. I got a $5 foot long and chips, Lay's chips. I'm going to be over here. I mean, it's that's even that. I mean. I'm cool. I don't think she maybe. She's it, probably talking a lot about that pickle. A lot of, what's that? Kimchi? Stank. She's probably like. Really you think that in. she could maybe not be happy about the fact that he's married into a Korean family? I mean, that's entirely what it is. I mean, it's what it sounds like to me, and I, maybe that's uh, just a hunch. Hey, what's your deal? I'm going to have this burger out here. I have a $5 foot long, and then I'm going to make a burger. I brought my own <laughs> single burger patty. I want, I want her mother to make it for me. You, make this burger. Um, it's rude. Rude. She sh shouldn't have come, but she should go. No, she should go. She should just eat ahead of time, and she shouldn't fucking make it be make known that she ain't down. About yeah, about everything being pickled. Stop making all the comments. The pickling comments. The pickling comments. Um, Stop telling everybody there you saw a parasite. <laughs> so we got it. We got it. Uh, I think it's. I think. Oh my that's god! I, mean. I loved parasite. <laughs> I said, "Why I loved parasite." parasite. <laughs> um, Me, heart, love, uh, intestine. How do I do parasite? Um, parasite, mom. So you need to get the fuck in the Honda Accord and get out of. Take your single patty. Get out of here. Get your foot long she, and get the fuck out of here. You think you think I'm right? I think you're always right. No, you don't. You just you do that to encourage me. But um, <laughs> but uh, I think it's maybe that she's not that stoked on the on the on the K vibes. It's unbelievable. I would think that maybe she's not that down with the um how maybe that they are more Korean than she was hoping for. W okay. You know. Okay. Like the fact that they're like, oh, you guys like, like, like you're like Korean, like, and you like Korean food and oh, like wait Korean minute, culture are, and like, oh shit, you're actually like, into Korea. Yeah. Oh fuck. Like I thought it was going to be I like, thought it was going to, I didn't think it was going to be like that. I thought it was going to be patties. I thought we were having burgers. <laughs> mm. So. Oh, it's like that. Ah, shit. Shit, 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 shit. I mean, in my experience. Yes. With cuisine or with different, um. Ethnic cultures. I mean, we don't know that this woman is white. We're assuming. Okay. When you assume, you know what that is. Um, but I would say that people don't tend to... People who are not used to being the minority within an environment don't usually react very well to being the minority. Okay. Uh, and the minority meaning the the less maybe popular opinion not even necessarily an ethnic minority but just a general, we're all down yeah. with korean food and like you don't like korean food so like but you're not used to being in a place where you can't just make it go your way and so you wind up causing a problem you wind up making your your dissatisfaction known because you're yeah. used to not having to compromise those types of things. Okay. There is a inherent closed mindedness that is uh, uh, indicated in this, that you're 
it's not just not liking it. It's making a point that trying yeah. to make that be known. Yeah, that's so showing it's up like, with the subway was an overt. So there's a yeah. there's either an issue with. Yeah, Jared Fogel, yeah, he did some shit. I'm not saying he didn't. But I love my $5. Uh, you have this tuna? <laughs> I think she is either has an issue. There, It's either a personality issue um, or or an issue with the the family that her son is married into. Yep. I would think. Um, and it should not be catered to. No pun intended. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. America through the eyes of two American Americans here to build things up, not tear them down. Here to say thank you to this community. Um, and so appreciative that you tuned in for episode 777 please come back for 778 maybe tell a friend to come back for 778 uh 888-842-2357 call the voicemail share your multicultural romantic experiences on a culinary tip very interesting because food brings us all together we've all seen there's no passport required we've all watched it on pbs world brings us the food in the world it brings us all together different cuisines. Tell us your experience in multi-general, multi-ethnic cuisine disparities. Please share. Um, we are self... Uh, sup- no. We are listener-supported. Yes. Advertising and commercial-free. Like please a, pledge, Like a PBS, please, if you will. Please pledge to us. You could do that in two ways, or a few different ways. You could buy merch on our website, ayadu.com. You could go to Patreon, pledge to us a monthly... Uh, amount uh, a recurring charge that gives you access to the videoed versions of these episodes that we do the access to the archived episodes of the shows that we've been doing since 2006 uh, and other stuff like that the other thing you could do if it's easier is just uh, pay us on a joke by joke basis Uh, you could pay us uh, or you'd go you'd be fucking you go broke we'd be we'd be millionaires yeah you're doing that Uh, you can't ask somebody to do that you could send us a couple bucks on Venmo Um, that's UID number four letter l uid four l um or i think by my name you can search it um you mentioned you mentioned those shows you got those two shows we have two shows? live shows coming up la two and milwaukee shows. uh so excuse me milwaukee and la may saturday may 23rd we're opening for the two live crew um two live shows opening for two live crew in, in miami uh in miami it's two live crew <laughs> nostalgia we're going on tour with two live crew um but uh, that's it. Sorry, the, mom. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, I'm sorry to throw you off, but we're going on tour with two live crew. We didn't want to say anything. I, I, who could say anything? Do you remember that? Oh, that was that was risque. It was a little risque. A little risque. Dog. I think my parents had kind of let go at that point. Oh, they were just like I told oh, you. Like my Uncle thing Luther, was somebody stuck me into a room and played "Push It" by Salt and Peppa, and I like was like like screaming into a pillow and was like tried to smuggle the tape out because I thought if my parents found it, they were going to like send me away. Curtains. Yeah. Like a month later, they were like, you heard this song push it by oh, yeah. Cause it was like on television and shit, yeah, but they like choreographed a dance. <laughs> Mom and dad watch. Well, and play Spinderella. Like everybody. What? Um, that's just, that's just it. But also <sighs> I think the God, times I was also, Oh, cause I have, my parents were, you know, anti-censorship. So the fact that it became, they yeah. like, they couldn't say I couldn't Had listen to, to it because. CD here. Here's a here's, little, let me yeah. buy you a bandana. <laughs> two Life Crew bandana. You're in the Two Life Crew now because we hate censorship. Um, fuck Tipper Gore. So. Put, put you in a fuck Tipper Gore tank top and sent you send to school. Me, send me to Miami. <laughs> send me to school in Miami. Yeah. Miami Dade. So holy shit! Who's yeah, this new student? Go to our Patreon, uh, Venmo, website, live shows. Um, help me with the venue in Milwaukee. Uh, Paps Theater Group back room. Um, lodge also lodge room. lodge room, back room and lodge room, back room and lodge room. There. Love it. Uh, that's Friday, June twenty sixth in L A at the lodge room again. Um, get tickets for those. Come back for seven seven eight. Amazing. Um, yeah. Come back for 778. Tell a friend. Call a voicemail. Um, 